Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by Human Synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Before we get going on this week's episode of Culture Bites, we've been getting a lot of questions about our annual conference this year, Corinne. Yeah, we have a lot of people been wondering whether we're going to have a conference at all because our conferences are usually physical, but we're pretty excited. We're going bigger and better and we're actually holding an Asia-Pacific virtual conference event. So it's an extravaganza. So it's not just Australia, it's not just New Zealand, it's Asia-Pacific. It's going to be held over three mornings or three days from the 25th of August to the 27th. A slightly different format this time, Corinne. Yeah, we're, they're not full days, so they are story-based, shorter days. So we're going to have two client stories each morning, and the client story is going to be a bit different. We're, the clients are still going to share their culture and leadership story, but then we're going to interview them, Dom, much as we would in a podcast mm-hmm. where we can talk to them about the behind-the-scenes story, so the story behind the story. Then there'll be a break. And then there'll be a, we're having a CEO panel on one of the days and then we're going to have day two and day three will be interactive workshops of 90 minutes. So they're quite short days, but they're filled with a diverse range of stories from our clients from across all different sectors and industries from New Zealand, from Australia, from Hong Kong. We've even potentially got some others coming from the Pacific so this is a complimentary event. So if it sounds like you, you know, we'd love to see you there. Invite your colleagues, invite your friends, more the merrier in Absolutely. a virtual setting. If you want to sign up, we've got in the description of this podcast will be a link to the website where you'll be able to sign up. So check it out. We'd love to see you there. Welcome to Culture Bites. My name's Dominic Gawley. I'm a consultant with Human Synergistics Australia. And this week I'm joined on the show by Corinne Cantor, our Head of Consulting. Hi, Corinne. Hey, Dom. How are you? Yeah, doing really well. We've been doing a series around, you know, growing constructive styles from a thinking and behavior point of view, from an LSI point of view. We've done self-actualizing. We've done achievement. We've done humanistic encouraging. So that leaves... Ta-da! Affiliative. (laughs) That's right. So I'd love to cover that one today. Like the other episodes, we'll talk about you know what is affiliative, what does it mean from a mindset point of view, LSI 1, and a behavior point of view, LSI 2, and then what can people do if they want to grow that style? So if we start from the top, now what is it? The affiliative mindset is really a valuing of people, a valuing of personal relationships. And if you think about how someone high in affiliative orientation or needs where they get their satisfaction from. They get their satisfaction from positive social interpersonal connections. Mm. So they value relationships above anything else. Mm. So on the circumplex, they're right at the people side of the circumplex. And so the belief is all about positive, sustaining, creating, sustaining positive social relationships with others. What is the difference? Because we're right on that people side, yeah. right? So when does that, where's the tipping point between affiliative and approval? Because yeah. they're right next to each other, right? So yeah. what do you see as the differences between those? I think the difference is that when you're in affiliative, you're able to still be sensitive to others, value others' opinions, but maintain your own, mm. okay? 
if you high affiliative, low approval. Mm. So you're still able to have your own opinion, hold your ground when you need to, Mm. and you might do it in a way that is sensitive to somebody else's different opinion. Mm. Okay. When it starts to bleed into approval, it's difficult for me to hold that ground. So suddenly, I don't agree with you. You know, we've got a good positive working relationship. We get on really well. And suddenly, we hit something that I actually really disagree with you on, Mm. but I don't tell you that. Mm. Okay. And, And I'm worried about telling you that. It's easier for me just to go along with it. And that's because you're worried. It's a security oriented, right? So you're worried about the relationship more than anything else, more than the issue. And so if we think about the worry Mm. versus the valuing, Uh okay? So if I'm in the satisfaction zone, I value the relationship, not so much that I'll compromise my own opinions, my own values, my own priorities. Mm. Okay. So I gain satisfaction from having the relationship. In approval, if I don't have a positive relationship, I worry about that. Mm. I'm worried about conflict. And I'm worried about the conflict. And Mm. so in that example that I gave you, affiliative bleeds into approval when I'm not able to actually say what I think because I'm worried about offending you Mm. or I'm worried about being on your wrong side or I'm, I don't want you to see me as being stupid mm. or, you know, mm. it, there's a risk to the relationship and I'm not willing to take that risk. So that's the hint mm. on starting to slide into the approval. Mm. There's an item in the LSI which is genuine concern for others yeah. and uh, affiliative. And I always like that one because I think that word genuine to me kind of encapsulates it because in approval we've got superficially harmonious relationships, right? Things are pleasant between us. But actually, like in your example, actually, I don't agree. Yeah. Right. Actually, you know, we're doing this thing, but actually I don't want to do it. So I'm actually not being genuine. Yeah. To myself. Yeah. At least, you know, so to me, the key is a genuine relationship between us versus one where I'm just trying to stay on your good side. Yeah. And so I'll do what I have to, to do that. Well, I'm meeting my, my need for safety. Mm. through the relationship, mm. whereas affiliative is in the satisfaction zone. So I'm actually meeting my need for satisfaction mm. by creating relationships that I enjoy, uh-huh. that are positive. Yeah. You and don't enjoy one where you're not genuine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Totally. That's right. And so creating some a relationship that I value and enjoy doesn't necessarily mean that I can't differ. Hold my own. Or yep. hold my own ground, my own opinion, yep. or, you know, hold somebody else to the agreements that they've made. You Mm. know, as a leader, I can Mm. be affiliative, be a friendly leader and still ask people to be productive and to deliver what they've agreed to. Yeah. What would you see in behavior from a a person or a leader who's high on affiliative? I think from a leader, you'd probably see a leader who's out on the floor, if I can put it that way. So in the days when we're in the physical location, they're out on the floor, they're visible, they know people's names, they know a little bit about their family, they know what's happening in their lives. In the remote world, the equivalent of that is they stay connected, they probably emphasize team meetings and team huddles, they have their one-on-ones, they know what's going on in their team members' lives, Mm. check in on them. Mm. 
with their peers, they do the same. So it's not just about down, it's about horizontal, you know, connection with their peers and with their leader. Mm. So with someone who's affiliative, you're going to see them be proactive in relationship building. If there's somebody new on the team, you know, they'll be the first person to say, hi, Dom, you know, glad to have you on board. Let me know if you need anything. Do you want to go for a coffee? Okay. So they're proactive in that relationship building. They really care about the team. And in a conversation, if it looks like the team's fragmented or fragmenting, you might get that affiliative, the person who's high in affiliative say, hey, guys, guys, let's kind of bring it together. Mm. And so they're really looking to be a team player. And in a person who is affiliative, who's not necessarily a leader, they're really cooperative. In a leader, you're going to get the leader emphasize cooperation Mm. and Mm. achieving results through cooperation. So you're going to see people who uh, remember birthdays, you know, maybe, you know, want to organize some social things. These are kind of the trademarks of people who are affiliative. What about one of the challenges I come across with the style is I'm an introvert. Yeah. Right? Because that that sounds like extrovert kind of stuff, right? I'm an introvert, so I can't do affiliative, Mm. for Mm. instance. Mm. What's your response to that? I think that we typically find that sometimes introverts you know, we do see that sometimes the affiliative style is lower in someone who sees, has a preference for introversion or sees himself as being introverted. The humanistic encouraging, you know, in terms of taking an interest in growing people can still be high. I think that the thing is with introverts is they don't get energy from being around people all the time, but they do care about people. And so I think it's ability to actually spend time with people and it might be one-on-one rather than large, you know, social parties or networks. It might be more of the team huddles. So there might be more, to me, it's really about spending time with people. So introverts, it's it's not know that you can't do affiliative. You're just going to do it in a different way, in a way that actually matches your preference Mm. and your need for recharging on your own. So I I think, you know, I don't accept that you can't do it. It just means that you've got to find a way that actually sits, you know, sits well with you. And that might be small groups. It might be one-on-one. The key thing is that you're just making some time. And that can often be the way. It can be about one-on-one, but deep relationships, deep conversation versus maybe, you know, big group things where it could be more surface, for instance. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I, I love that. And it's actually a good segue to say, you know, with personality preferences, none of them have a monopoly on any of the constructive styles, right? No. You can be big picture, detailed, yeah. whatever, whatever, and you can do any of the constructive styles. Yeah. There's no Exactly. Uh, it's just kind of finding your way to what makes sense for you. Just how, yeah. Okay. You know, I was, I was laughing to myself during that, Craig, because I was thinking of an experience I had years ago where I had a, my manager went on maternity leave and stepped, you know, someone from the team who was, slightly more senior than me, but not much, and, and another friend of mine and the team. And we were all quite good friends, really, before this happened. And it was this kind of weird line of, we were friends, but here's the manager now, and all this kind of stuff. And we had a, an incident, if you like, where we had a foosball table in the office, which we would all sneak off to during the day <laughs> and have a game and probably hoot and holler too loudly from the kitchen and kind of interrupt everyone. And so we got a complaint. You know, and, and one day he called me and the other guy into a meeting room. He said, guys, you know, I've got to address this issue with the 
with the foosball table, you can't do that anymore. You know, it's not acceptable. And we both just kind of stopped and we said, hold on, like, you were with us. Like, what are you talking about? You know? So I guess, you know, it's just like, we're, how do you hold that line? Because mm. at one level, it was really great that we all got on and look, we would try and we wanted him to be successful, you know, because he was a friend of ours. But it made it kind of hard for him, I guess, to, yeah. to have that kind of conversation because it's like he was almost too close. You yeah. Know? And I think too, sometimes what I've seen is when you have a leader who's really high in affiliative, part of their leadership strategy approach consciously or unconsciously is to be friendly. Mm. Okay, They motivate people through their friendliness, through their approachability. The upside of that is often people feel very loyal to someone that they can mm. connect with as a True. leader. The downside can be if the leader loses sight of their role as a leader. Mm. So sometimes leaders have to correct mm have to correct in terms of pull people up on poor behavior. So if you're seen as more, if you think about a role, if you're seen as more of a friend than you are as a leader, then that can cause problems in your ability to lead effectively Mm. because both parties can sometimes have lost sight of the role that they play Mm. in the work contest. Mm. The other side of it is sometimes I think leaders can think that they're doing humanistic encouraging and what they're actually doing is being friendly and cooperative and likable. Mm. Okay, that isn't the same as humanistic encouraging because you kind of feel that if that people like you, that they'll do what you want them to do, whereas sometimes they need a bit more coaching, a bit more direction mm. than simply feeling comfortable with you. And I know, you know, I had one story where I had a friend who – came to work for me as a contractor and she came to work for me because she's exceptional at what she does. Right. But I was, we had not had a conversation about role clarity and how our, where our friendship sat. And at work, I, and so we kind of kept being friends, right? You don't just switch that off. Mm. And at work, it came time where I actually did have to counsel and correct her behavior and some of her work, she was very upset and mm-hmm. very angry mm. and it derailed her ability to be effective and, and mine as a leader. Mm. So that was a real learning for me around being conscious about the relationship that you have with your people. There's no, you know, leaders, it's great to have a friendly environment and don't let it obscure the role that you're playing because sometimes you have to be more structured, you're going to have to correct, you're going to have to redirect, you're going to have to call behavior that's not okay. And it can't be that the friendship or the friendliness obscures the role of leadership. On the other hand, I think affiliative is often undervalued. So, you know, leaders and when we look at culture, you know, I always have leaders say, oh, we don't want people to be too friendly or and, and leaders don't want too much of affiliative. The upside of affiliative, it's a very tangible way of actually growing trust, you know, because it's actually, it's really about putting the person and the team first. And so high affiliative, you know, seeking others, being cooperative, being approachable, taking time for genuine interest in somebody else, they're all really great ways of trust building and working with, you know, where your interest is broader than the task. So I think 
you know, there's some real value that affiliative. One of the earlier research pieces that we've done is we've seen a connection between the affiliative style and innovation. Uh huh. Because there's lots of creativity that right. comes from catching up and talking and well, chatting. We're, we're and, safe. Yep. Right? And brainstorming yep. in affiliative, you feel safe. So you're able to take a bit more risk mm. because you know that you're supported in a positive interpersonal dynamic. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's. That's interesting, yeah, because there's that safety, yeah, right? So we can try things, give it a go. Okay, for someone who's listening to this who wants to grow affiliative, you know, what's something they could do? You know, what are some things to think about there, Corinne? I think if you're a leader and you want to grow affiliative, then it's really as simple as spending time with people. So if you're working remotely, what I'd suggest is that you just make some time either for a phone call or a video call just to check in with people. How's mm. it going? You know, or add it to the monthly meeting that you have. If you've got task-based one-on-one meetings and just include this, you know, how the person's going or have coffee with people now that we're able to have coffee with mm. people or have a virtual coffee with mm-hmm. people. So I think it's about being visible, reaching out to people, inviting them to, you know, spend some time with you. I've got some leaders I know who have virtual breakfasts with the, you know, direct reports or direct reports of the direct reports, just to be visible. And they're just talking about general issues. So there's no set agenda. It's just, you know, might be general issues in the business, but it's what you want to talk about. So I think as a leader, it's important to spend time with people. And in the spending of the time with people, it's actually practicing listening where you're really curious about what they have to say and what they find interesting. And it's more about them than it is about achieving anything, Mm. you know, at the end of it. Although the achievement or clarity around something might be a byproduct of that time Mm. spending. So affiliative is all about trying to create opportunities to spend time with people. If you, as a team member, you might be used to kind of coming up with a solution and then pitching it back into the team. So one of the things that you could do is actually involve involve them. So instead of coming up with a solution yourself, talk to people, get them involved, find out what their ideas are, find out what they need, find out what kind of support, what interests them. So involve people a lot more in, you know, the things that you're working on. Even in in these times, you could still catch up with people. You know, I'm knowing people who are myself having uh, socially connected but physically distant walks, you know, so uh-huh. we have stand-up meetings or walks around the park where we're, you know, there's the required distance between us. So it's really just about being accessible and available and seeking to spend time with people, being curious about them. So is there a different kind of conversation, Corinne? Yeah. And like, because I think as leaders, you know, we often pencil in the discussion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we're going to discuss topics A, B, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Whereas this sounds like more of a chat. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So it's a chat versus a discussion. Yeah. So, and, and it's not all you do, but it, you sure. add it to the repertoire, you know. So it's just a connection where there may not be an agenda. There's not a purpose. I'm not, you know, eliciting your feedback to mm. achieve anything. Although that's also can be affiliative, but it's more genuine interest in other people around me. 
I think this is really important also for peers. So whether you're a leader or you're an individual mm. team member, we don't do enough horizontal checking in, mm. you know, and finding out, you know, a little bit more about what you do and how you do it and, you know, how might I be able to support you or, you know, just pure curiosity about an interest in what other people are doing. Yeah, it's interesting. Even from a coaching point of view, you know, we'll always build some rapport up front and stuff yeah. like that, which is just kind of a general chat, you know, yeah. what, what are they into? And like the number of people I've talked to who do the most fascinating things that you would just never know yeah. if you didn't ask, or, you know, if exactly. it didn't come up. Yeah. All sorts of things that people are involved in at elite levels and all this kind of stuff. Or like funny like worlds of like, you know, kind of niche sports and stuff like that that they're into. I'm like, I know, I know nothing about that. I'm fascinated. You know, they're at the elite level of a niche sport. Yeah. That's you know. true. I used to have a question about fun fact about you and started off just being a kind of a icebreaker warm up. And oh. then it was amazing what people came out with. You know, you'd have champions of hockeys or you'd have someone who, you know, learned how to dance some sort of obscure uh -huh. folk dancing uh -huh. or someone who'd been to, you know, Antarctica for three, you know, like the things All you find stuff, out about yeah. people are amazing. Yeah, people do all sorts of fascinating things. Okay, what else could people be doing to grow the affiliative style? What What if, you know, for some people, when I talked about the, you know, I'm an introvert or I'm really on the task side perhaps, how could they get the mindset? Like what's the value to them of yeah. really doing it? How could they challenge that for themselves? I think one of the things to do too is to think about the people that you know and that you respect who you feel probably do affiliative style really well, mm. go and talk to them, watch mm. them, notice what they do, mm. and then talk to them about, you know, what they're conscious of doing and how they do it and why they believe it's mm. of value. Mm. As a leader, if you're task-oriented, one of the things that you can do without changing anything about you at the moment is just to start when you're interacting with someone, just observing the other person's re reaction to you. How are they showing up? You know, how do you know that what signals are you getting from them that tell you that they're engaged with you? Uh, you know, that you, you've got a rapport uh, with them. So it can be also looking for signals in order to learn how I do this better. Uh, it reminds me as well, actually, of a company I was in and there's a big round of redundancies and you know, like a, a third of people were made redundant sort of thing. Big deal, all in one day. Mm. And there was one leader who was also made redundant, actually, in this. But I always remember him because he went around every, and checked in on everyone. Yeah. How are you guys getting on? Yeah. And he was so well-loved in the company. It was, I mean, it blew everyone's mind that he was made redundant, but I guess he was just in the wrong chair at the wrong time, you know. Yeah. But it was just, you know, I didn't even know him that well. It wasn't my team and stuff. He still came over to our team yeah. and checked in with everyone. Yeah. How's everyone doing and stuff? Right. Yeah. Because he knew ahead of time. He already knew what was happening and all that kind of stuff because he's quite senior. The opportunity to adjust. But wow, I remember that has always stuck with me. Mm. That man, he cared mm. about us it, when he had his own stuff going on too. But, and it was genuine. It wasn't just like, you know, he felt no, know, like you he was can't, ticking the box or whatever. You can't but, fake that, I don't think, not for that, that long. You know, so I'm sure he's gone on and. He was so well-loved. I'm sure someone took him in or recommended him somewhere because, yeah. <laughs> you know. But I think that's one of the gifts of affiliative, right, is people feel very loyal yeah, and appreciate. And I always think the ground zero truth about leadership is 
people won't actually remember what you did. They'll remember how you treated them mm. and how you left them feeling. Mm. And I think that the affiliative style is a great strength because mm. it really prioritizes true prioritizes genuine concern mm. for the the other person, the relationship that we've got. So it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about us. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, to me, if I was to think about the words that I'd associate with affiliated, I'd think about it's a we and it's an us style. It's really looking at how do we get through this together? Mm. You know, let's talk about us. You know, and I remember you know, personally, I've got three stepchildren, they're all grown up and they're left home. And I was conscious that my relationship with my kids and I was talking to my stepdaughter are very face to face. And so it's about how do we do us now? Uh-huh. You know, yeah. that, that right. you know, I don't have 24 hour access. So it's also personal, you know, yeah. like how do we do us now that you, you know, you've moved out and we're, we're different. So affiliative is also one of those things that can really help at home as well. Mm. I love that. Great note to end on. Thanks for your advice, Corinne. No worries. Thanks, Dom. See you soon. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Culture Bites. Just a reminder, we've got our annual conference coming up for 2020. It's on the 25th to 27th of August. There's a link in the description of this episode. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites. If you enjoy the show, remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. This podcast is copyrighted by Human Synergistics Australia, all rights reserved. To learn more about what we do, visit human-synergistics.com.au.